1: And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix.
2: Welcome
1: to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. is going on dj nation kenny kim here bringing you another fantasy golf degenerates podcast this week for the rsm classic as usual i'm here with everyone's favorite canadian tyler tambalee tyler how you doing brother
0: i'm doing good man we had a good one there dj man took it down did his thing just dominated 20 you know minus 20 in 2020 was the call i i love that one good to see you. and yeah I, you know dj always been a guy that i've liked he's definitely not been in my favorites but you know when i'm going against guys like bryson and brooks so I'm, i only care about them if it's for monetary value dj is a guy that i definitely root for and just to see everything with it we'll we'll get into it in a minute before we get into it definitely want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored and presented by rotorgrinders.com. head on over to rotor grinders.com dgen get yourself five bucks off the first month check out everything we're doing over there with the core four for all the major sports football still going on everything i've got going on beyond the scenes with golf and we'll get into it, Kenny. What What was your thoughts, man? The DJ thing's the big deal. But there was a lot going on with this Masters this year.
1: I mean, it was pretty interesting. I mean, I thought, you know, of course, of course, played pretty easy. I mean, minus 20 is a scoring record. What DJ did it was really impressive. I mean, Cameron Smith had four rounds in the 60s. First time that's ever happened at the Masters. And he lost by five strokes. Uh, so, so a little bit different this year when it came down to, but what a win by DJ. Uh, I mean, it's sort of really... I wouldn't say it made his career, but, you know, as he sort of, everyone thought of him sort of as an underachiever, even with 20 plus wins, but only that one major, so many close calls. Uh, and he finally, you know, went over to hump, got the second one. He sort of reminds me of what Phil Mickelson did. I mean, if you remember Phil Mickelson was one of the best players in the world, but he didn't win a major. until so he was 34 years old. Uh, everyone questioned why he couldn't win then from 34 to 40. He won five majors. Uh, I think we can see something like that from Dustin Johnson here. Uh, DJ's about 36, I think, right now. I think in the next four years, he can get to five majors, maybe even more, Um, maybe even more, Uh, because the way he plays, his game is so good. And when he's on, he is by far the best in the world at this moment in time at every facet of his game. If you look at Tita Green, he was amazing last week. Uh, Ball striking, he was amazing. Around the green, putting. I mean, he's just good at everything. When that happens in events like these, I mean, he's going to win. And you see, what does he have, like a win in like 13 straight years or I don't know how many years in a row he's won, but it's been a lot. Uh, so I could definitely see him doing this for a very long time in the future and getting some more majors on his belt and just rank, going up the rankings as one of the best golfers of all time. We'll see how it goes. It's still, it's still, I don't even think he's that old, uh, but he's 36. So, so he, he, you know, he's not the young chicken, but I feel like a Phil Mickelson type of trajectory with him coming up. Um, you know, outside of him, you know, I actually had bets on Cam Smith and Sung J M. so it would have been really nice if, you know, DJ fucked up, uh, but he didn't. Yeah. Uh, Cam played well. Uh, you know, JT was up there. Roy backdoor. Rory again, he shoot like a 75 on the first day, comes back and finishes in the top five. And then you some, got some names you didn't really expect up there with Fratelli, Pan, uh, you know, Connors, uh, all finishing in the top 10, but for the most part, man, you look at this leaderboard, we all, everyone was on Cam Smith last week and has been one of the better golfers out there for the last two years. DJ, not world. Number one, JT world. Number three, Rory always a former world. Number one, Kepka up there. Top 10 Rom up there. Top 10 web up there. Top 10 read up there. Top 10. I mean, it, it, this is what the masters is. It's usually these top dogs dueling it out. But, I mean, it wasn't really that much of a duel because DJ whooped that ass. What did you think of the event?
0: uh, Loved it, personally. A few things stood out. You you just mentioned one thing. I think this year was much more – than anything about the recent form right you know typically we talk about the masters and course history being so important and there's some guys up there that definitely have had good results here in the past but you just mentioned some of them you know cam smith did one time but you know cam smith Jay, fratelli pan some of these guys that were coming in pretty hot Connors, they all had the upside we knew it and you know Tadeki was right there doing his classic t13 you know answer all those guys so uh, it was good to see man a couple things that stood out for me one the scoring records Uh, you know dj it was i think once tiger got in the room is when dj finally cracked a little bit and said yeah you know the conditions helped a little bit he didn't want to play it off he obviously wants to accept the record but there's no asterisk for how it got done or anything like that in my opinion because they all played the same course at the same time with the same conditions but is there an asterisk for scoring records I, i think there should be because the the conditions and everything that led to it it just wouldn't play like this. All the stuff about, well, Cam Smith shot four rounds under, first time ever, and didn't win, lost by four five strokes. It's great. It's good for him and everything. I'm not downplaying anything. It's just the fact of the scoring records conversation, would to me, has to be a little bit of an asterisk. So you think with the way this, the thing was set up, I know Jack Nicholas was even on Twitter talking about how this thing was just a dartboard out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they really couldn't have done nothing about it. I mean, I don't, I don't think they wanted it to play that soft. I think that was just no option about it and yeah. you saw it firm up a little bit on the weekend the greens get a little bit more brown uh but i just don't think they could have done anything i think i am not sure about this but i think in april you know it is still overseeded with rye but maybe they don't water it as much because they don't have to keep the rye alive because they want they want that hot weather coming in and their bermuda, bermuda coming in um and you know into the fairway i'm talking about the fairways here yeah. Um, yeah. so that's why it made it so soft and you didn't see the balls bound a little bit, but I'm not sure why exactly it played, uh, as easy as it did. Uh, I know some awesome these-
0: weather coming into, and I, even on Thursday or on Wednesday, guys were talking about, it, I, you know, I talked about it on the Wednesday show over at Roto grinders. Just, they said, even with sub air, it's too bad. It's just not going to be able to get firm here. It's going to be soft. It's going to play soft. I love that even more. I, you know, the funny part was one of the comments I heard after was Brooks Man, he I love his mentality. I love how much he wants to win. I'm hyper competitive. You know, I get pissed off when I'm losing or not winning at the same time. You know, it's one of those things where you're almost more mad to lose than you're happy when you win, right? You just sort of you're out there to win. That's what your goal is, your objective. And then when you come up short, you're almost more disappointed in that because you feel like you should have been in the top in the performer, you know, the winner's circle and performing well. And he said, you know, oh, of course it's you know, DJ's gonna win. It's playing like this with you know, softer conditions, That just sets right up for guys like him and Rory. And it's like, man, come on, you know, the, if you still played well, you could have played better and you still got a T7, but I loved his re- reaction to that. when He's like, Ooh, a top seven. I'm not over here. I'm not excited. He says, so still love the guy for that. You know, love his mentality going out there, just doing his thing, playing to win every single time. Like most of these guys are, but he's got more of that, you know, edge or that competitor's mentality that, that shows JT, man, another thing, this guy just cannot putt. It's incredible. How many times this year, Kenny, have we been on this podcast talking about JT playing his B or B-minus game and being right in the mix? I know he's eight strokes back here. It, you know, it's definitely different. And DJ missed some shorties as well. Not saying that, but just, man, JT just, man, oh, man. It just. I don't,
1: I don't know another golfer that hits so many approaches within 15 feet. It's insane. You know what JT, what JT does? Like yeah. every approach that he hits is like 15, 12 to 15 feet. You know, unless it's with a wedge, and then it's like ten feet. Like his iron game is unbelievable. But like I don't know what's happened to his putter. It's just it's not it just sucks at this moment in time. Like if he the way he's been striking the ball, I'd say the last year, how many wins does he had in the last year? I think two, maybe three. He could have doubled that easily.
0: Yeah. It's easily so crazy, it's with, so with the crazy. way his
1: iron play is, if he could just putt, it's so horrible. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't have any of them, so I was cool with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah but, but, I just I mean, love like, the guy so much.
0: I think yeah. JT's the man. Like I always talk about it, just an assassin out there. Just I love his attitude, mentality as well. Still plays it off pretty, pretty good. But man, it's just like so frustrating to watch as a fan. You're like, but anyway, D, DJ taking it down was amazing. I love the emotion that he showed. I, you know, everyone's talking about the same thing with it, but I thought you know Amanda Balionis handled it quite well, and I and I thought her comments you know as he really said like I literally cannot talk right now it, you know that's just what it was but like she said I think it she summed it up the best out of all and there was some good stuff on the golf channel after and you know everything there but she said you know we know that we the problem is we don't see what you do but we know the way you just dominate these fields that you work so hard and it's just true right it all came out he wanted this one so bad it took him forever I know he didn't want Austin crying on the green there but it was just his brother it, it came out of him these guys grind man and I have his brother there Paulina everyone I just love to see it's a great story like you said and and it's gonna seem like recency bias I know that the guys on the golf channel you know Shambly and these guys talked about it as well but I don't think it's recency bias when you're saying you're gonna see this guy win a bunch more majors over the next five years this isn't the same as like Morikawa just won a major now let's get on him for everything in the future obviously he's gonna have his ups and downs and he's young this is DJ 24 wins whatever it is now he's up there in the upper echelon I like your Mickelson take he's sort of the guy that's actually doing it and I definitely think Uh, you know, he's in, he's second or third or first, he's winning or top three in everything, no matter what, all the time. And he said in his interview afterwards, like I'm on, I I don't think I'm going to lean off at all. If you guys think so, I'm playing eight, nine, 10 more years and then rest back with the family, but you know, I'll be back at the masters forever. And he said, I'm going to keep going after it and taking these things down. So I really do believe him when he says that.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the the guys, the guys, he's going to win more majors. I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. I mean, we, I think a lot of us were waiting for him to sort of crumble. I mean, we've seen it in the past with him with the lead in the major. Uh, but, he, you know, it got to within one stroke on the, like the sixth hole or something like that. And then I think M bogeyed bo- 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 and he birdied. And that was basically it. It was over uh, that after is- that. Yeah. I mean, he just kept growing the lead. And it was done. Personally, for me, a uh, good weekend cash uh, because, of course, I had Dustin Johnson as one of my cash game cornerstones. Pretty easy play at $10,000. I mean, I did not think he had to overthink that one. Uh, but, you know, I had him, Capka finished in 7th, th- Machiama finished in th- 13th, and uh, Polter finished in 25th. So all four of my cash game cornerstones are in the top 25. My article this week uh, that, I, uh, I had, that I posted on Wednesday, I, had tw- I went 12 for 12 and made cuts, a whole bunch of top 15, top 25. So it was a pretty good week. I didn't get the right combo I wanted. Uh, in GDP, it's been another winning week. It's been a lot of them here since the new season started. I'm just going to go ahead and say that part from the restart to the Tour Championship didn't count. It didn't exist. Uh, that's how I'm going about that in my mind because it's been a lot more like normal uh, here since the uh, since the beginning of the beginning of this season. So the game, the DFS game is going pretty well. Bets didn't work out. Like I said, I had Cam. I had M. Uh, I had Poulter top 20. He broke at 16 or I think it was seven. Uh, to drop out of the top 20 that one hurt that was my favorite bet of the week in my article so that one didn't go out but I did have Cam Smith as uh, a top 20 bet also so that sort of made a little bit back but I still lost money this week in gambling how'd you do
0: yeah I wish the whole week could disappear for that factor because EVR man this guy withdrew that was bad oh, yeah. he, was, he was minus one and then definitely something went down I mean you don't just withdraw from the masters over a few bad holes maybe his, his
1: ankles got cold yeah, you for know, sure. Tiny pants that cold. he wears. Yep. Yeah. I think that's I, what I
0: believe it. I I yep. really liked him coming in, though, man. That was a problem for me. Coke Rack, another guy. Just you know, we'll talk about when he's in this field. So uh, he was one for me, and you know, I was all I was just all over Dustin Johnson at 10K. My thought process was, you know, get the guys above him, Rom, Rory, into the lineup, so that you could uh, instead of just starting with DJ as I thought most would. I, I think it was just a a matter of how the builds went out. A couple uh more things and then we'll do some shout outs here but uh, what what was your thoughts on bryson bernhard longer took him down so yeah i know
1: i mean like i, I wrote i like i said last week i mean i wrote it in my article it's either you're gonna go all in on him or you're gonna fade him completely i think that was the only way to go with bryson this week i i mean he, I, he sort of looked bad when he was making excuses saying, yeah I, I was just know, gonna was say dizzy, if i can uh, if i can
0: tell uh, you my dfs uh, results kenny it's <laughs> yeah. something weird. something weird happened and I got a yeah. little bit dizzy and
1: my results yeah, yeah. just didn't
0: pan out this week. So it, it, just it so seemed, you know, it, that's it, what
1: happened. It, it, it seemed like a little bitch move. You know what I'm saying? Everyone talking about him the whole week and he struggles a little bit. And he's like, oh, my tummy hurt. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's def- it definitely seemed like a little bitch move. If he just owned up to it, I think it would have been a lot better. Like, man, my game sucks. Didn't work yeah. out. I'm coming back in April and I'm doing the same fucking thing. If he said that, okay, I could get on board. But that was a little bitch thing he did, uh, personally, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't have any of them. Uh, I think the day before I was hammered and I had some uh, Quinella bets just in case, because I felt like some weird, you know, having no Bryson on any of my cards on any of the DFS. So I put like, you know, him and Brooks, him and DJ, and like uh, him and Rom in a <laughs> Quinella, you know, first and second. So that th- that's that was the extent of my bets. And, you know, of course those didn't pay off, but yeah, I mean, he, he acted like a little bitch. I didn't, I didn't like the way he plays. I think at some point in time, What he needs to do is come to Augusta early, as early as possible, and get on these greens and learn the intricacies of the greens so he can putt better. Uh, You know he doesn't have that green book. Uh, He's not going to be able to have it there. So what he has to do, you know, it seems like he's a really tactical type guy, and that's why he relies on that greens book so much on every different course, and that's why maybe he's one of the – you would say he's top five best putter in the world the last year Uh, you know strokes game putting he's up there but on this course he just sucks ass and i think that has something to do with it what he needs to do is get out there with his caddy and and, you know screw greens book. just get every read get every putt and learn those greens back and forth instead of being last in strokes game putting every year you come here so in april i think that's what he needs to do uh i think his game will still work if he tries to hit it as far as he can he just needs to learn how to fucking putt and not hit it into like you know the woods uh, on 13 on occasion that would be cool too.
0: The ball that got lost was great content, though. And the thing about oh, it the is... The ball is that like, got
1: lost in the rough. It wasn't... They had that, they lost that one ball in the rough. It wasn't even <laughs> in, like, the trees and stuff. There was no marshals, no fans. They couldn't find this ball in the rough, which is a little bit thicker than I've ever seen at uh, Augusta, which I think didn't matter at all since the scoring was crazy. I think they knew that, that they couldn't get the greens uh, to play as firm as they wanted. So they rose the rough a little bit. Because when I went there... I mean, like, you know, the rough was like as tall as the Muni I play at Fairway uh, every weekend. And, and you saw a little bit of thickness there uh this week but it didn't even matter scoring was still crazy
0: <laughs> i laughed when someone said that the one of the marshals that were close by probably just didn't like bryson and was standing on the ball the whole time as the rest looked around and then the second part of that was you know i think it was epat was talking about it there rom just did not give a shit he was <laughs> you saw him like peruse through he was barely looking at the ground he was <laughs> trying to make himself yeah. look busy and that's the one thing i'll say about bryson like no matter what i obviously don't like the guy i talk about him. Enough. i don't i don't I love what, I I respect what he's doing. He's building himself up. Good for him, all that. I'm like you, I don't like the excuses. I don't need that stuff, man. It was still very impressive what he did for how bad he played and for the bounce back and all that stuff. I, I can, I'm never going to disregard his game. I think he will do well here. Like you said, he'll find out some things, the early mornings, the no greens book. There's so many factors to why he probably didn't play his best here. It's just things like the 67 and the thi- you know, it, it's all good. Talk your game. I like how Brooks does it a little bit more, but you know, Whoa. it's just one of those things. And I think it's some, some guys like certain guys, some guys don't, he rubs me the wrong way, but there's no doubt he's a talented golfer and an incredible talent that We'll be using a lot of different golf courses throughout the years and DFS and betting on them and all that stuff and expect a lot more from them in the future. So good. I, mean, I, I, think,
1: I think it would have been better if he – I don't mind him talking that shit in the beginning. It's like I'm playing this as a, a, a par 67. That's fine. It's just after you fuck up, just take ownership. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. make excuses. That's all it is. That, really that would have been fine be. with me. I would have no problem if he has that bravado to think what he does. That's cool. Sometimes you need that little bit of an edge when you're going into a tournament. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. We,
0: we, we saw, if you watched last dance, Michael Jordan would make up shit yeah. to go into a game and kill a guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. It's just what I'm saying is when he doesn't, when he comes back with the stuff like dizzy and all that, I, I just don't have enough time. We don't need to keep spending time on it, but I guess uh, we'll see what he does in the future here. Like he definitely doesn't have this place figured out yet. The driver was, Pretty off, like I said, impressive of his bounce back, but other than that, uh, it was kind of like Mike Tyson said, man, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. That was exactly what happened to Bryson. He had a plan. It didn't work out. couple shout-outs, Kenny, before we get into the listener league, man, or unless you got something else, but our main fill-in guy, Ryan Beroff. Oh, yeah, big a, week. Huge week. 555 for $200,000, so Congrats to him first off that was incredible and then Gup our other main man this guy goes on Sunday and ships the 555 showdown for 50k uh, and he had a bunch in the running I know going into the weekend and so good for him as well right that's your your guy over there too yeah. you're over at Gup's corner we'll talk about that where we find us later but uh, congrats and, to Bearoff and, 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 and to Gup his, amongst others
1: in Gup's final thoughts he had DJ as the winner uh, okay. and he, I think last year in his final thoughts for the masters he had Tiger as the winner. So he's doing pretty damn well when it comes to the Masters. And Beroff, you know he's going to be uh, on here again soon. One of us is going to miss a pot here sometime soon. off is our our co-host. Uh, Resident fill man. Resident, yeah, Resident fill So he Ryan can come Barrett. back and talk to him about it. It's a great week by both those guys. I'm really happy Absolutely. for them. Really happy for them. All right. So let's go to the listener league for this week. Let me pull it up. I had it up, and you got me hyped for Guppin' off. All right. Another so big did, winner. Another big winner. Uh, $750. Yep, the winner this week was Comedy Mogul. I'm trying to figure out what the hell his thing is. I think he's, like, smoking a cigar, wearing, like, a captain's hat with headphones. I don't know who he is. But Comedy Mogul, <laughs> first place this week with 617 points. Uh, he had Dustin Johnson, of course, 142 points. DJ was 42% on oh, Smart move there, DJ Nation. That was the way to go. Uh, Webb Simpson, 90 points. Uh, finished in 10th, 7.81% owned. Thien out, 33% on, only 66 points. Uh, not his best showing at a major, finished in 38th. Uh, Sungjae, again, really solid. You know, the Jay bet I had, I didn't even remember I had him until like halfway through Saturday. I think it was like a drunk bet I put in like two weeks ago at like 66 to one. I was looking through my car, I was like, Oh shit, I got Sanjay at 66 to 1. It was great. And I was rooting for him, and DJ fucked that up. So, Sanjay finished second, 110 points, 3.75% owned. Cam, everyone everyone loved Cam, 23 point, 23% owned, 123.5 points. And Munoz, who was one of my favorite players down low, uh, actually used him in cash. Uh, that's how hap- uh, That's how much I liked his game uh, last week. 18.9% owned, 85.5 points. Finished in 19th place, which is a lineup.
0: I love it. Yeah. Good lineup, man. You know, two, two guys really, you know, you knew DJ would have the ownership fee now as well. Um, so that's fine. But then he made sure to cover it off with Webb and Jay, Like you said, his avatar looks like a guy that was expecting to win this thing, right? Kick back with the cigar and the hat, whatever it might be. And then Cam and Munoz are great. Uh, of note, he could have swapped Munoz. Well, there's lots of, of the guys he could have swapped. I just thought this would be funny because he's got the, the Korean sung jay in there you could have had the canadian connor's in instead of muñoz and he would add 0.5 more and still took it down for the for the boys kenny and myself right you get the korean and the canadian in there but overall extremely good lineup got him already added to the end of the year to the tournament of champions listener league with us and then he'll join us in the three men this week as well so congrats to comedy mogul a couple shout outs in the top 10 Dak 1616, guys a crusher always up there Uh, And then also uh, L Bullard, 64, Lloyd Bullard, the man, down in 10th place. So we'll see those guys again, I'm guessing, this week. I'll be a little bit smaller, but you guys, last week was good. We got you, uh, you know, DK paid it back, paid it forward for the missed week. And it was uh, only 1,300 guys in there out of 1,500. So lots of extra money in the mix, right?
1: Yep, Lloyd's a good guy. Met him at the DFS Open, really nice guy. So nice little pickup by him. What did he finish, like in the top 10? 10th place. Yep.
0: Yep. Right up good, there in the top Good 10, work so there, Lloyd.
1: Good work. All right. So let's get to this week. So the PGA Tour heads to St. Simon's Island, Georgia for the second to last event of this year. The RSM Classic We played at two of Sea Island Resorts golf clubs the Seaside Course and the Plantation Course. Golfers will be playing each of the two courses during the first two rounds, then finish the weekend at the Seaside Course. They do this so they can, you know, get a, hundred, a full field and still be able to finish, uh, you know, with the limited amount of daylight. That we have. Uh, it used to be called the Mac- McGladreys Classic. You know, every iteration of this tournament has been played here. Uh, in 2015, it was the first year they actually went with the two course rotation. Um, you know, I probably focus more on Seaside, but the one thing I will say is the plantation course played a little bit tougher last year. Uh, you know, the prior to that, the plantation course was the big time birdie fest, but DL3 came and redesigned it prior to last year's tournament. It made the course a little bit more difficult. Uh, this was basically caused by the new greens. They were really firm, uh, and the L3 added a bunch more slope to these greens. Now, golfers are forced to hurt, hit certain quadrants uh, of these greens at the plantation course. I, you know, there were still plenty of low scores. I think there were a couple of uh, 63s still down there, but it definitely made the course a little bit harder. Now, let's see. I'm not really sure if it's going to play that same way this year at the plantation course just because you know the greens had a little bit more time to grow in. Let's see if they soften up or if they're still going to be really firm like they are last year. It's something we're going to have to pay attention to in the next couple of days leading up to the tournament. I'll probably have an update on how firm or how soft or how I think that course is going to play uh, in my article on Wednesday. Um, you know, it, this is also a place where you get a lot of people who live in the area, the sea Island mafia. Uh, you know, you got like Charles Howard, third, Harris English, Zach Johnson, Kutcher, kids, both kids, Kisnery and Kisner, uh, Harmon, Poston, Swafford, you know, Chris Kirk, Charles Howell and Kevin Kisner, they're like part time residents. They all have wins here. Um, you know, prior to 2017, the Sea Island Mafia you know, really didn't do that great. Uh, but since then, there's been a lot of good play from them. You know, ZJ, Kirk, Kisner, Harmon, uh, six top eight finishes the last three years. Poston finished 14th last year. CH3 won in 2018. Uh, Also, a lot of golfers that play college golf in the SEC have experience here as the SEC championship is usually played on this course. Uh, Now, weather, is definitely going to be a factor. Uh, You know, the Seaside course is a link-style course where the wind can play havoc. This could favor the large European contingent contingent in the field this year. Like, we haven't seen this many Euros, uh, you know, before on this course, but because of the Masters as a lead-in, Many of them stayed to play in this event. You know, the winds look like they could get up at like 20 miles per hour, uh, some gusts this weekend. So it could be something that makes them feel more comfortable, these Euros that are in the field. Uh, A couple of uh, correlated courses, Harbortown and YLI uh, Country Club, six of the last 10 winners at CIN have had a top five or better at either uh, uh, Harbortown or YLI before their win here. All right, so let's get to the meat of the course, Seaside course. Um, It's a 7,000-yard par 70, four par threes, two par fives. Uh, There should be plenty of roll on the fairways, and both the par fives should be reachable uh, by a lot of golfers, as long as the wind isn't crazy. Uh, The course is a traditional link-style course. The ocean breeze breeze playing a big factor. Uh, Off the tees, golfers will see average side fairways. They actually get a little bit more narrow as you get closer to the hole. Uh, This leads to a lot of golfers using less than driver off the tee. Uh, You get like 70% of fairways are hit. And, like, 75% of greens are hit here. So, I mean, basically this can come down to a putting contest of who's the better Bermuda putter. Um, you know, so, you know, if they miss the fairway, they're going to have deal bunkers, marshlands, seaside vegetation, sandy native areas, and a lot of water. Uh, you know, the greens are, can't play firm. Again, it depends on the weather. Uh, and then on approach shots, of course, they're going to see Bermuda grass greens, 11.5 on the stimp, good amount of slope and undulation. Uh, plantation, course, is a 7,058-yard par 72 for par fives. All the par fives will be reachable uh, and by most. None are longer than 560 yards. Of course, I told you about the redesign, DL3. Definitely played a little bit more, uh, more difficult last year. Uh, but this is more of a parkland course. It's more inland. So, you know, if the wind does pick up You won't see it too much uh, at at this course because of uh, the trees blocking the wind. It could be something to think about uh, for showdown plays uh, if you do see the wind picking up this week. Uh, The greens are Bermuda grass, uh, similar stimp meter rating. uh, So that's how it's going to go. You you can go low here, but it did play a little bit more difficult. So we'll see how it goes the next couple of days the more we hear on the Golf Channel. Tambo, what are you looking for this week?
0: Just looked into the past quite a bit here, man. Like, you know, it's not so much for the course history angle, Kenny, but what I talked about a little bit earlier, like again, the master showed it. a few of the other tournaments we've been watching lately. It's been all to do with like the most recent form, right? I don't know if it's because of the startup, because of the, you know, we didn't even talk about this again, but another major with no patrons, obviously made it, you know, a little bit easier in that sense as well. Some guys talked about that again. So I just think, you know, tea to green and approach scrambling a little bit. That's sort of been what the recipe has been here in the past. Bermuda greens, very important. You talked about, you know, some of the residents and the seaside stuff, the sea Island mafia, all this, you know, conversation that goes on with that. Again, I'm still going to look at that as a bonus, but you know, Bermuda greens, recent form. I also kind of like looking because they were so recent, the Sanderson, the Wyndham and the Bermuda all, all on Bermuda greens, those courses. And if you look at the leaderboards, And you think about everybody that we're going to talk about here of who could win this event. It's sort of littered with those guys. So uh, another thing, first timers that can get theirs here. I think this is a spot we've seen that happen. And then all of the last five winners here have had at least one top 20 coming in in their last five events. So again, back to recent form, as normally is the case, but I think just even more so in a year like this, that that's sort of what I'll be focusing on as far as uh, everything as a whole goes going into this event.
1: All right. That sounds good. Let's get to these tiers uh, for this week. You know, we got uh, we're starting this 10 K range. We got Russell Henley all the way up to Webb Simpson. How are you going about it this week, Tambo?
0: I think it's going to be Webb Hatton and Henley for me. Uh, you know, some Jay might get some love off of, you know, the, the finish there last week, but which is rightfully. So the guy looked incredible, nothing, nothing wrong with this game. The approach game, I watched pretty much the whole thing wire to wire and uh, you know, between everything else, the, the around the green stuff looked good. Any bunker play, any basically anything he had to do, he had it in his bag and made it happen. But I do wonder a little bit about a Masters hangover. And the other thing is, so Webb is just right there for 200 bucks more. Man, th- so I got this down for Webb. Third in the field for total strokes gained over the last 20 rounds. Decent showing at the Masters. And as much as you really didn't see much of him because he was never quite in the mix enough, you saw some shots here and there and whatnot. But um, you know, I forget who it was. Someone posted the stats. You could actually, you know, for what they could gather as far as the stats were, obviously, it's the Masters. You don't get any of that stuff like, uh, you know, the breakdown for sh- for Showdown, what everyone's trying to use. But, uh, you know, he really didn't have his putter. And he still got, what, was he 10th or something in the Masters here? Yeah. At, uh, Yeah. Uh, Another guy, again, 11 strokes back a first, I get it, but that's totally separate to what we're talking about here. And I think, yeah, just another good showing for him at 200 bucks more than Sungjae, as much as he finished behind him. I think if we're taking long-term upside, all of these factors into consideration, I got to go with Webb. And then Hatton, listen, never played well at the Masters, continued it again. There's going to be a few guys like that this week where I'm going to just push out everything we just saw or, or results that we get from the Masters. And he's been on fire. Otherwise. So if people are going to avoid him at 10.4, I like him a lot more than Tommy at 10.7. I'll just say that. And then Henley, I get that he's you know going to be the chalk of the week. It's you know 100 bucks more than DJ was last week. I'm not sure why he's priced here. But as far as all-around game goes coming in, T to green approach the last 20 rounds. Even if you bring it out further than that, he's way up there, if not first. Three wins that he has are on Bermuda. And I saw a little something there, you know, with the I think it was Bamford Golf. Steve Bamford posted it in his article. Good read every week. If you guys don't follow Steve at Bamford Golf, good read, good article that comes out first every week that I always like to dig into. And it was just about uh, I'm always looking for little nuggets within. And one of them was around uh, his OW, OWGR ranking for Henley, where basically he has this week and next week to get into the top fifty, right, to pull off all those perks that you get. From being in the top 50 in the world as far as the world rankings are concerned, so uh, fully expect him to show up here. Obviously, results in the past, you know, correlation events, things like that. We already talked about. He he fits all that narrative as well. But at 10-1, I know he'll be popular. It's another week where I think you could go with someone above him and get him as your second guy in. We'll talk about that as we go throughout the tiers or start it off with him and then just try and get unique amongst the middle. The the guy that uh, just won our lister league comedy mogul. He went without. So back to Bearoff winning, Bearoff had JT and DJ in his lineup. So he just needed JT to outdo Rory, Rom and Brooks and whatnot on Sunday. I was chatting with the then. So we were sort of rooting that on. But then you've got this spot here, you know, like Comedy Mogul started with DJ and went down, but just found some unique guys like Sung J and Webb who were still excellent plays just with much lower ownership. So I think that's how you're looking to use Henley this week if you're going about it for especially anything in the larger field. What are your thoughts up here at the top?
1: So I had an extremely hard time trying to get make a cash lineup this week because of all the European contingent in this nine and ten k range. I try to avoid first timers who are playing a course in cash, at least from my Cornerstones, uh, especially if they're higher priced. Uh, you know, I might take a risk of flyer on like a hot guy who's low priced, uh, like Munoz last week. I don't think he played the Masters before, but he was hot at six thousand seven hundred. I felt like I could take that risk um at this price range i don't know if i want to so i had a really really hard time trying to make cash lineup. so i just went ahead and bit the bullet and i'm going to start with my first cash game cornerstone it's going to be webb simpson at eleven thousand two hundred dollars you know it's not usually what i do but from like ninety one hundred and up i just don't feel comfortable using anyone like you can song J, the hangover fleetwood i can never I, I i he just doesn't win you know hatton maybe but he missed the cut last week again Two guys, Fleetwood Hatton, who haven't played this course before. Henley, back-to-back missed cuts at this event. Fitzpatrick hasn't really played this event before. English, really poor course history here. Uh, day, you never know a day. I'm not going to use him in cash. Usti again, Europe, Euro Tour, even here, I'm not going to use him in cash, probably, in this type of event at this price of 9300 Last week, at 7900 at the Masters, where I know he's not just going to fuck around and say, my back hurts and leave. OK, yes, I'll use I'll use UC then, but not this week. Lowry, again, another guy who you're not sure about who hasn't played this course very often.
2: The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis and millions of good paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org.
0: New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.
1: Neiman coming off COVID. So I just went ahead and started with Webb as my cash game cornerstone. You already went through every reason why we should be playing him. Uh, being 200, I thought about Sanjay, but 200 more for a guy with this much more class, uh, especially at this course i 'm going web up top and i 'm playing Hatton in GPPs. I think uh, hopefully people are going to stay off of him because it was miscut last week, but like you said, he just sucks the masters uh, he 's not that great at it, but the, the guy can make birdies with the best of them. This thing can a lot of the times become a birdie fest uh, if it does come you know if the weather is nice and it 's soft we 'll see how these winds play out there 's usually a ton of birdies here, so i 'm going to play Hatton um, in JPPs. now, moving down to this nine k range. Like I said, I sort of stopped at 9,100, so you could probably guess my next cash game cornerstone is going to be Sebastian Munoz at nine thousand dollars. This guy's just been playing exceptional golf here recently. I mean, if you look at his recent form 19th, 14th, 9th, 27th, 23rd, a couple of eighth places, you know, uh, 18th. The guy's just been like a top 20, top 15 machine, uh, here, and he finished third here, I think, last season. Uh, you know, really good with his short irons. He's 11th in the field in proximity from 125 to 150 yards. You're gonna see a lot of wedge play when it comes down to this. Top 10 and birdies, you know, top 15 and drafting points. Uh, you know, one uh, interesting stat, like from this uh, from this course. If you look, I think this was prior to last year. Let me go down and look this up. When it comes to par three scoring, like, like almost like. 75% of the golfers have finished top three here with recordable stats. were like top 75 for par three scoring the year. They finished top three, uh, you know, usually this is a weak field. So being top 75 in par three scoring is actually pretty damn high up in this field. And, you know, Munoz really good par three score. Uh, I think he's 13th in this field in the last hundred rounds. So, uh, so I got him. I'm going to play Neiman as well. I think this week, I want to bite the bullet, a little worried about COVID, uh, but the stats, just seeing the lineup with the approach game, um, you know, good from 400 to 450 yards. You're going to see the majority of all approaches, uh, all, all of the par fours come in that range. Uh, again, proximity from 125 to 150 and 150 to 175. You're going to see a ton of approaches there. He's top 20 in both of those. Top 10 in birdies, a better game, all in the last 100 rounds. So I do like him. And then uh, I'm not sure. I'll probably play somebody else. Who do you like in this range, Taylor?
0: Like a couple of the guys at the top, actually, I like Matthew Fitzpatrick a little bit, just because no one, again, another guy that no one's going to go back to after last week, the price increase, all of that. I think he, you know, just fits the narrative as far as you mentioned. If there's some wind picks up, the coastal stuff, everything there, but him and Lowry actually both stand out to me. Uh, Lowry's a much cheaper, but th- these are guys that people may avoid with some of the names that are around them. They've got you know good stats, and if you look at their tee to green and approach form coming in last 20 rounds type of thing, the- these guys actually pop quite a bit for me more so than risking it with a guy like you already mentioned day and Ustia right there that nobody ever likes to play. Uh, don't like them as much at these price tags at this event, uh, Harris English incoming form T to green and approach. I do like him. And then I'm with you on Munoz at the bottom. I actually like him more than Neiman. The thing about Neiman, it's not just the, we'll see what his ownership's like, you know, Neiman's an excellent golfer, but the price tag seems high. Haven't you know seen much here lately with the COVID stuff. Um, really, if you look at the last 20 rounds, he's barely gaining on approach, which I think is extremely important here. It's been a lot more off the tee. Uh, and then I really do tend to like him a little bit better on bent grass than Bermuda. That's why I wanted to play him last week at $7,400. I thought he would have been a great play at the masters. Now there's a bunch more question marks and well, yes, all the other stuff does pop, uh, you know, par five scoring over the last 50 rounds is not very good either. So I, I do have some worry for Neiman there, but I, I like your Munoz call. I like Lowry. I like Fitzpatrick for these are more large field stuff. I think English is a fine play anywhere at 9,700 as maybe a, you know, in a lineup with Henley right away out of the gate, just drop down that 400 bucks and use him with him or as a pivot off of Henley, I think would be fine as well. Definitely a, a good play to use in there and really pops across all the stat categories for me.
1: English seems interesting because you look at his price, $9,700 and the way he's been playing golf. I thought that was a really good value. Uh, he was all like, at first look, I was like, okay, he's going to be one of my cash game cornerstones. And then you look at his track record at this event and you're like, I, I don't understand how he's so bad uh, at this event. You know, for I think he's only made like three cuts or something out of the last, out of the last eight, eight or so times he's played this event. I could be wrong. I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I'll bring it up right now here, but, I, I don't really understand why he's been so poor. But then I look at his, at his numbers. And you, like I said, the majority of all approaches are going to come 125, 150, 150 to 175. In the last 100 rounds, he's 130th in this field from 125 to 150. He's 100th in this field from 150 to 175. So maybe this course just doesn't suit his eye. He's missed two of the last uh, six, uh, he's missed four of his last six cuts at this event. Now, is he a different golfer now? Are people going to be off of him because they see this course history? Like if they're going to be off of him, I'm thinking of playing him in GBPs because I believe you too. I think he's a better golfer now, Uh, but those numbers are shocking, especially when it comes to that, that, that short iron play and how bad he's been.
0: It's a good point. And Kenny, honestly, it was this, I think it's almost like this time last year when we sort of had this same conversation or revelation with Webb Simpson right? A guy that was just better than what he had been, than what people's perspective was. Maybe it was a little bit further back, but you know what I mean? Now he's 11, two in this field. Look at English, Northern trust. He got blown out by what DJ. That's it. Second place, 12th at the tour championship, fourth at the U S open, which I didn't think would suit him by, by any means, but he's just been playing some great golf 10th at the CJ cup, 28th at the Zozo didn't get to play in the masters. This guy should be rated to rock and roll here at, at, at you know, 9,700. You could almost argue it's a bit of a value, and I'll have to look at his betting number because you know, it wasn't on my radar until you and I just sort of had this mini back and forth here. But since the restart, all those top 20s too, even before the Northern Trust, he went on a string of 17th, 13th, 18th, 19th, 23rd before getting second to DJ at the Northern Trust when you know he still was like two ahead of the next guy, but DJ blew the field out. So
1: I, I mean, don't know, the Northern, man. the Northern Trust is what stuck out to me because of him coming in second. And that was the Supreme Brady Fest. When well, DJs like shoot 30 under or something crazy like that, and uh, English is yeah. like 21 or 22 under. This event, a lot of the time, you're going to get 21, 22 under, 20 under right around there. It's a birdie fest. And I was like, man, this should work for him. And I look, I'm like, man, he literally sucks ass. And he lives here. He yeah. lives here. I you think know it's what I'm saying?
0: Right. So, I so like, a I like, I
1: don't point. know. Yeah. All right. So, let's go to this AK range. Uh, I'll go with my third cash game cornerstone. Again, I'm going a little bit aggressive this week because I just couldn't find a build that I like. I like Brian Harmon at $8,500. The guy, this is a little bit more of a cut maker play here. Uh, The guy's made 11 straight cuts in a row. I don't think he's missed a cut at Sea Island. Uh, He finished fourth here a couple years ago, so he has the upside. Um, So I do like Harmon. Uh, Again, uh, good on those 400 to 450-yard par fours. Above average uh, with his – with those short irons, really good. He's a good birdie maker too. So he can get you those points, even if he doesn't finish highly and I expect him to make the cut. So I like him. I think the one glaring surprise, crazy price, crazy prices rose at $8,400. Uh, it seems really a lot cheaper. And you saw glimpses of his game coming back last week. Uh, I think he was near the first round leader or he was up there uh, in the first couple of rounds. It seemed like, you know, it was getting there at some point in time. I mean, if you, I know he hasn't been playing as well lately, but in the last hundred rounds he's second in the field and birdies, a better game. Uh, so I, I think at that price, I can go ahead and take some flyers. Do you think he's going to be popular at 8,400?
0: I yeah, I think he's going to be extremely popular. I actually don't like Rose this week. I think if you look last week, a lot of what was out there and what you saw was to do with the putter and if you take it over the last 50 rounds, you know he'll pop in some of the scoring stuff, but you have to be, you know, in realm and on point to score and and I think like I said even last week it was a it was a lot of the putter and that's why he disappeared over the weekend and why you didn't see very much of him after the fact. What did he end up finishing like uh 23rd and he started out what was he almost first round leader like you said. So again, didn't fall off completely, but it wasn't like the ultimate finish and before that what's he got? You know, uh, 17th at the Zozo, 52nd CJ Cup. Like he has not been the Justin Rose we're used to. And I think everyone is going to see that price and just say, boom, there's a glaring value. And like you already mentioned, there's guys there, there's Kisner, there's Harmon who you're on. There's yep. uh, you know, Fratelli, Connors that, that just played well that, you know, yeah. again, you could say the same thing about them, but they're like a much cheaper Sung J M and, and you can go down and they actually had decent numbers last week for the numbers that were pulled that, you know, people are estimating, but it's good enough to go with, for me, I, you know, I can, I also watched it. I've got the eye test on it. So I don't know. I, I'm not as high on this $8,400 price tag for Rose as what some might be. And then when you drop down, we're about to get to it. But the bottom of the 8K range is loaded as well, going into the 77 and above range also.
1: Yeah, I like Kisner as, as well in this range. I like Fritelli in this range. What he did last, last week was pretty nice. Uh, he has that. I think he's going to be very uh, – he hits the ball pretty damn far. I know it's not going to work out this week. he's this a lesson drive, of course. Uh, but I was sort of surprised at how far he hits the ball. Uh, I think he's an up and comer. Someone we're going to be, I know he's already has a win, uh, but I think he's someone that we're going to be hearing of a little bit more uh, here in the future with Fratelli. Um, You know, I like, I'll play a little bit of um, uh, maybe some accused down here. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. I haven't really made too many decisions in this range other than Kisner and Harmon uh, and Fratelli. Who are you playing? You like Coke Are you going to go back?
0: Yeah, I got to go back to Kokrak. First timer, I got to remember, right? Got to give him a little... He was actually not bad on day one. It just, you know, completely disappeared. That, you know, cut off second round into the the second round and just went way off the rails. So, um, you know, I just, I don't think I can play him at the Masters and then disappear on him right here. You know, especially with this field. I don't really want to avoid that. He's obviously been playing incredible coming in. If you go back over the last 20 rounds, he's leading this field in total strokes gained and he's still getting there a lot through tee to green approach putter or off the tee, sorry, approach some putter. But you know, we knew that coming in that that could be the case, but I, I have to go back to him with that. But I do like Kisner more to your point that you were just talking about there. I like your Harmon call there. And then going down for me, it's going to be right at eight K it's doc Redman, a couple things on him. So I I'm expecting him to be popular, but I don't think with, Mackenzie Hughes getting some love. Zach Johnson, who's, who was getting love before the Masters, I get that. Maybe the bad Masters can keep his ownership down. Uh, so he could get slept on, and I don't mind him as well. But with Gooch and Pan and all these guys underneath, I don't think Redmond's going to blow up and be the 30% guy. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, he'll be owned, and that's fine. I'll have to differentiate elsewhere. But uh, one thing about Redmond that stood out to me, and I mentioned these in the top, was not necessarily correlation courses, but just recent form on Bermuda. And he's got a third at the Wyndham, which is on Bermuda a fourth at the Bermuda championship, which is on Bermuda. And then you talk about guys getting their first time wins here. This is, you know, the prime spot. We've been, who's the guy we've been waiting to get his win. It's Doc Redmond.
2: And yeah, so I like
0: at 8,000, 8, he fits every type of build. Yeah. You'll have to, you know, monitor what you're doing with your overall construction. But I think at that price tag, I, I got to go back at 8,000. It, it just seems right. So I'll go there.
1: I like that. Let's go back. Let's go into the 7k range uh, this week. This is weird. I never play him. But I think my favorite play up top is C.T. Pan. I thought Uh, it was Brendan
0: Todd. I thought you were going to say Brendan Todd.
1: No, no, no. C.T. Pan. I I never play him. But, I mean, again, correlating course, heritage. He won. uh, Right? He won heritage. uh, Really good with his short uh, irons. Uh, Like, he's top 16 in the field in the last 100 rounds in both 125 to 150 and 150 to 175. Uh, I feel like he's a short course type of guy where you play him, but then again, last week, he finished 10th of the Masters, which, you know, which is crazy. Uh, uh, but I, I, I like C.T. Pan. He's got to have some, some some confidence, and even with his performance last week, I don't think he's going to be popular at this price, uh, 7,900. I seriously doubt he's going to be more than 10 12% at most uh, going in there. So I like him uh, up top. Again, I'm going to play my guys uh, here that I always usually play, uh, Danny Burns. I like those guys. Uh, one guy I'm, I'm sort of interested in is I like Matthew Wall Matt Wallace at uh seventy six hundred dollars. Now this is the type of price you can get down for these euros who haven't played this course before. I know a lot of them have more talent, but Wallace is a hell of a golfer. Uh, if that wind picks up, he should be all right. I, I like him a lot uh, this week, and I like Austin Cook. I think uh, the way he's been playing you know, recently, a couple of I think he had what, a runner up a few weeks ago, came back had a nice little finish a, a, a few weeks ago. He's didn't he win here before? Am I right? He at least had a high finish uh, here at this course. So I like Austin Cook. Who do you like in this top range?
0: Yeah, Austin Cook's one of the first-time winners that you, you mentioned. It was back in 17. And, uh, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, C.T. Penn's interesting at the top. I like Gooch a little bit, but I like Redmond more. But C.T. Penn, the thought process was, like you said, a little bit of momentum coming in. That win at Heritage is actually interesting because he was the one that had to wait the longest to get into the Masters because it was right after Tiger had won. So he waited 19 months to get into his masters here and then comes out and does that. So, but a uh, quintessential guy when it comes to fairways and greens, that's basically his game. And that's what we're looking for here. If he makes some putts definitely could be interesting. And like you said, I don't think he gets as much buzz. He just keeps that balance in that range. Cause some will want him Redmond, ZJ, MacHughes, you know, Rose, who you talked about up and down from there. And then the, all the ownership is going to be right here. But again, you got to find a way to get different Burns McCarthy, Burns is like Redmond 2.0. It's one of those guys, Burns or Redmond, that we're just waiting on the win, right? We're expecting it at any point. This would be the spot to do it. Don't call him Bermuda Burns for nothing. Obviously has great results coming in. 7,700 bucks. I think, you know, that's a steal. Denny McCarthy, same sort of thing. We're paying 96, 9,700 for him in slightly worse fields than this, but, you know, still not like this is a world beating field or anything like that. So um, another guy been right there. Also noted on him, he's got a top six recently at all three of the Bermuda greens courses, Bermuda championship, Wyndham and Sanderson. He's got a top six or better at all three of them in, since the restart. So at 7,700, he seems extremely cheap for me. Really like him in all formats. You mentioned Wallace, you know, all these guys in here are a little bit interesting to me. Straka Wallace cook, all, all of those guys probably yeah. cook the, the most, obviously has the win before Another thing I saw, it'll come up later. I forget where I've got it here, but um, you know, Bamford was posting this in his article as well. Just again, a look for these nuggets. So I think it's a great guy to go and follow. If you don't, you probably do already, but just saying it's some good stuff in there. Um, so shout out to Steve, but he's got um, the stuff from back in the day, the Jones Cup and the SEC individual results and, and Austin Cook is littered all over those. So it was no surprise when he got us win here. So that sort of leads me back his way at 7,500. And then Chez Revy right there at the num- on the number. I'll let you go into the bottom of the 7Ks, but uh, Chez Revy on the number, 7,500. Really solid tee to green and approach coming in and pretty quiet 29th place at the Masters. So I think he could be interesting as well. For a guy that, you know, we talk about all the time with Connors, Munoz, these type of guys, interesting to see them both pop at the Masters, but those are guys that we're always talking about where if they make the cut, They've got the upside to just go out. Ortiz was another guy we called this on a couple of weeks ago, and he goes on to win the thing. These guys, when they make the cut, it's like reevee Kevin Na. When, when these guys make the cut, they typically don't just burn out. They end up getting somewhere. They might not win the thing, but they're up there. And we've even seen reevee win the thing and Na win the thing in the past. So there's just a couple guys like that, and reevee's one that stands out for me.
1: Yeah, um, I like a lot of those guys in the upper 7K range. I, I am a big fan of those dudes. Uh, let's actually go to uh, – the lower part. I I, I like your easy call. I want to play a little bit. JT Poston again. This could be a putting contest. One of the best Bermuda putters out there. Malnati, one of the best uh, uh, the Bermuda putters out there. You know he's actually been playing really well. I mean he had that stretch and then finished twenty first and his price dropped precipitously. Uh, I think you can get some value there uh, at him at seventy one hundred um and the thing is i'm not really a big fan of many others maybe a little bit norlander maybe a little bit of stenaker you saw a little bump of stenaker a couple weeks ago uh before he sort of faded uh, after a couple rounds uh at that price i think i can get behind him again this could become a putting contest uh one of the best out there so i think i can play uh, a little bit of sneds uh down there this week uh what do you like in the lower lower part
0: the one, I thought you would have said, man, right. The, the one that I just think is the crazy price here. And again, this is co-cracked last week. So be, be aware of this, but uh, you know, Harold Varner at 7,400. I'm guessing he'll be super chalky because the price doesn't really make any sense. If you look at the stats they are off the charts in comparison, uh, played really well in Houston, 15th place, 13th at the Shriners, um, seventh back at the Wyndham, which is on Bermuda, Another guy waiting, you know, you got to want to see another win here. So, you know, 7,400 bucks on Varner and what we, weren't we paying like 10 K for him just recently? Like this is just surprising for me going down here at 7,400, at least in the nine K's we've paid for him. So I, I don't know. The price seems off for me, for a guy that we're always cheering for, but it's not like he has a bad game. This is a great player that we're just, you know, this would be the type of field that we could see him pop. Maybe people aren't going back to him. And if that's the case, I'll definitely be, Back on him, other couple guys. So Wise, a couple sucker guys that I like to play a lot. But Aaron Wise is one of them. Uh, he's always got upside if he gets through. Bermuda is his best surface. Played really solid at the Houston Open, got eleventh place there. And if you go back to those other Bermuda greens courses, twenty sixth at the Ber or no eleventh place and twenty sixth. What am I trying to say, Kenny? Eleventh place at the Houston Open, twenty sixth at the Bermuda, and seventeenth at the Sanderson. So again. All results on these types of courses. Maybe these greens suit him. Coming around with this game. Definitely like him. You mentioned JT Poston. Probably gets some love, but he should. Uh, we always like him on Bermuda. Burned everyone as the cheap guy at the Masters at 6300 bucks. I know a lot of people were using him to make the lineup work. I sort of liked it at 6300 I thought it was a fair price. Definitely about right. But, you know, it was a chance that if he got through, we could see something. Didn't quite happen. So maybe this does sour people a little and this field is which is way more up his alley 14th year last year amongst others so I, I don't know I think oh, he's course good,
1: is way more up his alley I mean you know big time of course yeah so definitely
0: yeah I, lo- I love that and another one that you know you didn't mention that I guess maybe it's just my love for this guy but Cam Davis 7200 you know sixth at the Sanderson Farms 15th at the Wyndham Bermuda Greens scorer for days loved him at 8100 I'm definitely gonna go anytime he's been 8100 I've been all over him I'm uh, a little bit worried her-
1: about the last time he played. Didn't he finish dead fucking last of the people that made the cuts? My my notes I, here, Kenny. He he- 18 over or some shit like that. <laughs> my Man, notes here are happened. that. My <laughs> notes
0: here are that. And I love it. That's what I want to see for these tournaments. But I, I put in my notes, played horrendous in bold letters here. The last two events, actually, but he still made the cut. So that's my thing about this guy is that he's, he's got like seven or eight, nine cuts in a row, whatever it might be, played absolutely terrible at the last two. And at 7,200, now at 8,100, it's not as ideal. We've got a guy like Sam Burns up there at 8,000 this time. But if Cam Davis makes the cut at 7,200, dead fucking last ain't gonna cut it, you're right. But let's just say he doesn't do that. Let's say it goes back to what we've seen in the past of Cam Davis. Let's just say we do see this 20 under type event again. I want a guy that can bring me to the promised land. And that's a guy like Cam Davis at 7,200. I also, regardless of those last two events, have quite a bit of faith in him, you know, in comparison to some of the others. You know, my boy Grillo, my old school guy that I used to love so much, man, he's been popping crazy for Tita Green to approach the last 50 rounds. Good showings at the Sanderson and the Safeway, but I I never feel great about him, right? And and so it's when it comes down to it, I'll I'll play both of them, but I like Davis there at 7,200 straight. And then who else, man? I don't even want to name these other guys here. Like Russell Knox, Henrik Norlander. These guys are, are possibilities. And then I don't know if it's just cause I, you know, originally took over the spot for, for Mr. Brad Messersmith here, but I always got a little love for Keegan Bradley, man, on these types of courses. <laughs> fairways greens. This guy's the same as Cam Davis. He, you know, he missed the cut three of his last five, but he still has gained huge on T to green and approach for both of those. And in between, the, the made cuts, and in between, he's got a fourth at the Sanderson, which is also on Bermuda Green. So at 7,000 even, I don't think he can kill you. And if he does, those lineups were dead anyway. So why not play him? Because when he does get through and crush, it's got a lot of upside for your lineup at 7,000. We haven't seen him do much in a while, but he's been right there with the numbers and the stats, Kenny. So I got to give some love back to him at 7,000. Anybody else here? Like, There's a lot of guys from 72 down to 7,000. Any of them stand out for you beyond what you mentioned?
1: I mean, I've always liked playing Ventura. I've always liked playing um, Maverick, McNeely, those guys down there. I still haven't decided final thoughts on these bottom guys quite yet. So we'll see how that goes. Will Gordon's up there, also another favorite for the DFS land. So we'll see as the week goes on uh, how much I like him. But at first glance, it's just too sort of convoluted right now. I'll dig deeper here shortly. Let's, why don't we move on to the 6K range? Tampa, why don't you go ahead? It looks like you, uh, you're rocking and rolling here.
0: Yeah. I, I, what I really love is the 7k range so much that that, like, that's why I just brought that up again. I mentioned at the top, you'll see why I want to get these heavier builds up the top there, because I think like 7,400 down to 7,000 has like 10 or 12 guys I can use and avoid most of this 6k range. Now if we're talking about who stands out to me, not too many guys, man. Lucas Glover's one top 20 in both T to green and approach over the last 50, even though he's missing every cut. So he's kind of like Keegan Bradley, He's not getting it done. It's large field only for me. I wouldn't use him in like my three max or my higher dollar stuff, but he does stand out a little. Um, Adam Shank, always like him. Again, if he makes the cut, can have upside, makes birdies. Uh, Tom Hoagie, better on Bermuda. Uh, Before the last two events, he was solid both T to green and approach. 28th at the Sanderson, 27th at the Wyndham. These aren't record-breaking scores, but if he's the guy that rounds at your lineup and you get a top 30 out of him, that's the guy that I want in my lineup. So I like him, Johnny Vegas. I'll always go back and play a little bit of him. I think he's got upside. Chess and Hadley, like him better on Bermuda, so I think this is a good spot for him. Keith Mitchell, just another sucker play. You know, Bermuda, Sea Island guy, this is a guy I can get back to. And then the other one, just to round it out, Kenny, I'll let you roll here, is uh, Robbie Shelton. Just, again, a gamer. What's his nickname? Is like Xbox or something. They called him and said that was about him. Like when he gets on, the upside is there. So I'll go, I'll roll out with the rounded out, I should say, with Robbie Shelton. Who else do you like down here in this 6,900 and below range?
1: My favorite player is Hollywood Hoagie. Uh, Tom Hoagie at $6,700. I think the books sort of know that too because a lot of the people around him are really like 150, 200 to one. He is 100 to one right now. You know, Iron Game, 12th in this field in the last 100 rounds of strokes can approach. He's one of the best uh, outside of Henley from 125 to 150 and 150 to 175. Six from 125 to 150, 13th from 150 to 175 in the last 100 rounds. Really good on those medium-length par 4s. You're going to see a bunch of them, 400 450 yards. Uh, He is my favorite play down in this range. My second favorite play and my final cash game cornerstone is going to be David Hearn at $6,600. The guy just never misses a cut here. This is just basically all course form and a little bit of recent form as well. Two top 15s in his last five events. So it's not like he's playing like garbage. And he's coming to a course he obviously loves, and I need a cheap guy to make the cut. He's my cheap guy to make the cut so I can afford Webb up top. So my four cash game cornerstones this week are going to be Webb Simpson at $11,200, Sebastian Munoz at $9,000, Brian Harmon at $8,500, and David Hearn at $6,600. Leaves me, I think, $14,700 left to fill out the rest of your lineup. Plenty of room. Like we said, we love that 7K range. Uh, you're going to be able to find a couple of guys there to fill out the rest of your lineup. Uh, other guys I'm going to play in this range, Ryan Armour, short course, coastal course. This is his shizzle. This is what he plays for. Uh, so I like Ryan Armour uh, a little bit down in this range. Um, there was uh, Camillo Villegas, uh, another guy. I think he's won here in the past. Stone cold minimum. Um, uh, so we'll go ahead. I think uh, Timothy Frank another great follow on, on Twitter. Um, I forget his Twitter handle, but go, go look up his name. Ad fantasy Golfman. Sort of, yeah. add fantasy golf, man. He sort of put it out there that the guys are playing really good to green. He's come out. Uh, he's won here in the past. I'll go ahead and take that at the stone cold minimum. Uh, anybody else we missed this week?
0: No, I, uh, I like your armor call though. That's just one thing I will say to, to bring that up. The rest, you pretty much hit it. Like I said, I'm not loving this range. We'll see as the week goes on, how, you know, I can come around on some of them. I liked togi with you there i was looking for a few others i always like shank to do some damage but i think maybe i can get a couple of these guys in when i'm building and then make the other stuff at the top work but uh, even more but you know i think a a nice approach with you know some stars and scrubs here will work out just fine and and then you know if you got a bunch of lineups then by all means mix some of these guys in the middle in in your balance builds but i I really do like a stars and scrubs build here for this week
1: all right that sounds good man let's get to our bets for this week tambo why don't you go ahead
0: Only got four so far, Kenny. I got Henley, 28. I think the whole world's got that. Uh, The last time this happened, though, was the Houston Open. I think he was around like 30 or 33-1 to in 2017 when he won the Houston Open. So I'm not missing it this time if it's going to be the case. I think Henley uh, just suits the course so well. The stats are in line. Everything lines up that it should be his time. We'll see. 28-1 is a decent enough number that I can get behind it. Uh, CT Penn, not the best number, 70, but T5 with each way. Uh, Burns 90, T5 with the each way, Poston 100, T5 with the each way. And then I might look to add, maybe I'll add English. Like I said, I'll look for a good number there. The only thing I've seen so far is like 30, 32 or something, 33. So I'll, I'll look for English. I do like that. You know, we talked a lot about him. And then maybe uh, Vilgega, you know, top 20 or something on Camilo down there. You know, I'll, I'll at least use him in DFS. That was another one you brought up that I definitely like for, you know, making some stars and scrubs, super builds. So I'll go with that. What do you got?
1: All right, so I'm going I got seven bets, but not they're all 50 to 1 or more. I'm not okay. betting any favorites, so so I'm going a little bit different this week because I want to bet some of these from 50 to 100. I love all these guys. So it it was really hard for me to narrow it down, so fucking I'm just going to list all of them. Uh, the first one's going to be Burns at 50 to 1. I can't believe you got 90 to 1. You got 90 to 1 on Burns?
0: Um I got to double check that now. You make me Now you're making me worry about this. Let me just go yeah, check it. Yeah. I, While I, you do that, got, I'll
1: check it. All right. I got 50 to 1 on Burns, 55 to 1 on Doc, 66 to 1 on Fatelli, 71 on Pan, um, and then uh, you know what? I'll make it 6. I got Wallace 100 to 1 and Hoagie, 100 to 1. So I'll stick with the 6. I don't want to go too crazy. So those are going to be uh, my 6 for this week and no one uh shorter than 50 to one all right yeah, one done's over so one, one done's over and
0: by one by the done. way just for yeah. record checks here because I, I was off so i don't know how i got i must have misclicked a 70 70 but the, you're still okay. 70 70 so that's, be, that's a lot no, that's, better than my 50 There's lot no better than your 50 that. yeah 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 sorry about that that's 70 and i'll just check the other ones here but yeah the others are matching up so we're good
1: okay that sounds good all right do we miss anything this week
0: I don't think so man like I said no one and done so you know that's about it we're, we're on to the next one here RSM and, and then we keep it rolling from there it's just non-stop right so
1: yep so I'm in Dallas right now and I'm, li- I'm literally downtown Dallas I probably picked the wrong Airbnb like it, it, it's not the best neighborhood in the world so if you hey. don't hear from me if you don't hear from me next week I probably got murdered so that's what's gonna happen Since <laughs> I'm in Dallas right now what's up Tampa? I was, I was going to say, you know what? The pod's over. People can leave if they
0: want. Why don't you tell us the story about yesterday? I thought that was, you know, the Twitter, you know, the cart girl, the houses on the course, the crown oh, royal. So, that, so, you didn't so tell so a story this, on this one, so add it to the end and people can log
1: off if they want. So this, so this course we played, it was tour 18. It was a Dallas. I don't understand, like, the houses around there. It was like, some of them looked like hotels. It looked like Scarface's, Al Pacino's house in Scarface. With, like, the world is yours, like, you know, and, like, the fountains out front and, like, you know, people doing quaaludes or blowing the background in the, by the pool and shit. You know, that's what it was. Except, you know, these are, like, you know, redneck Texans doing that, not, like, Cuban. Not Michelle Pfeiffer, who weighed 85 pounds because she did too much blow. It wasn't that. But, I mean, still the same type of house uh, that, they, that, they, that they had. Uh, and so the course you played was Torrey Tina on the front nine. Beautiful black girl. Big booty, you know, big booty black girl. You know, we like big booty black girls, and, and she was wearing like this spy, blue Spider Man like f- like yoga pants type shit. That I was like, I just couldn't stop staring at that. I just wanted to smack it the whole fucking time. I I just wanted to smack it, smack it, smack it. Well, I wasn't going to do that because I wasn't getting arrested. And so on the back, so on, and there's like different types of girls. Uh, there's a different girl on the front than on the back. So on the back night I played, it was this you know little little white girl, blonde hair, really cute uh wearing the same fucking pants and i was like what the fuck is it their uniforms like are are they required to wear these crazy ass yoga pants to make their ass look fucking incredible uh it worked out because i just threw money at them you know like tipping them and shit like that so it was a a lot of fun so tory teen's like a like a replica course so you play like different types of like replica holes so the last three holes is amen corner uh so it was actually pretty cool to do that uh on um uh, on master's sunday so it was a lot of fun uh but i i'm literally staying in the hood right now i'm scared for my life yeah so i was wondering idea, about that and the, and the, the actual are- the actual place like the apartment that i'm in is beautiful it's nice But like once you step outside the apartment like i'm about to walk to this Irish bar right now and i'm a little bit worried about myself <laughs> okay a little bit worried oh
0: man i thought i thought it looked good i think you'll be all good i the people want to know though what what did you did you tell you had to do it for the followers for the picture
1: yes that's i just told the truth i was like people don't believe me i like i put the text out like these people these these women are wearing uh these um these these yoga pants like crazy spider-man yoga pants and uh, she was like okay uh, i'll take the picture she was not the sharpest tool in the shed how about that
0: We'll just say that. All right. Tell the people where they can find you, <laughs> Kenny. We'll get you out know, You can,
1: You know, you can find me at KendoVT uh, on Twitter. You can find me at gupscorner.com. Like I said, Gup went ham last week on GPPs, winning at 50K. If he has the showdown shit, it's tight. Come and sign it out. I got my cash shit every week. Uh, You know, to go on with my bets and my favorite bets. Go check out gupscorner.com right now. Check the Twitter feed for the discount codes. All that good shit. Tambo.
0: Find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you have any questions. Other than that, head on over to rotogrinders.com, rotogrinders.com slash DJ get yourself five bucks off the first month. Got the Tuesday night show for PGA with Noto and Cards always popping. Wednesday, the lineup HQ show, best tool in the game. Be able to go in and build your lineups, put everything in play there. And then all my football stuff that I'm doing NFL Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, check me out there. If you guys have any more questions, rotogrinders.com slash DJ. Sign up and get yourself a discount.
1: All right, that sounds good. Usually there's a Masters hangover, but I didn't feel it on this pod. I thought it was pretty damn good. It's going to be the RSM Classic. It's a pretty decent
2: field. Let's win some motherfucking money. Gen Nation. The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis, and millions of good-paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org. The rich and powerful want us to think the economy is a line on a stock market ticker. That's wrong. The economy is powered by us. It's what we create, what we buy, what we need. President Biden has proposed bold public investments in jobs and families, but more is needed. We need housing, health care, caregiving, action on the climate crisis, and millions of good-paying jobs. This is our moment to finally unlock prosperity for all of us. For more information, go to prosperus.org. That's prosperus.org.